so often people feel so unhappy and uncomfortable at their job that they want to do anything to get out. And that out seems like quitting or that out seems like leaving. And that's such a different and a more emotionally charged perspective and action rather than like a grounded actual action of planning, of thought, of intention. And I've been in both. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hello. Oh God, we're both wearing white. (laughs) Hey guys, welcome back to Almost 30 Podcast. Hi everyone. I'm so glad you're here truly, madly, deeply. It's been so amazing to connect with you guys through, through this time. Yeah, I feel like we're closer than ever. Yeah, I agree. And I didn't know... You guys are cool. Everyone's cool. Everyone's cool as hell. But I have to be honest, I didn't know how people were going to be reacting during this time. But damn, I'm impressed. I know. Everyone's being really cool. (laughs) Everyone's actually... They're like, I'm using the tools. I'm I'm learning a lot of things. I'm pivoting. I'm adapting. I'm I'm recognizing that... I am responsible for my circumstance or my feeling and that, you know, there's just a lot of goodness happening within our community. So very, very proud. And everyone I feel like is taking if they have been furloughed or let go or the the job financial transitions very beautifully with grace. When you have like a greater um, awareness about everything in life, you kind of can connect the dots before they happen or right after they happen. So if you're furloughed, you're like, okay, well, maybe this is an opportunity yeah, for me to actually do what I want to do yes. or <laughs> what have you. 100%. It's cool. It's inspiring. We love you. And that is not to say that, you know, we haven't heard f- stories from you guys where it has been a struggle and, you know, we've had our moments and it has been high and low, but I think like being able to feel all of all of the feelings during this time has been a lesson in itself. Cause I think before this, we were moving so quickly. I didn't really feel all the stuff that was coming up. And while uncomfortable at times, I do think it's productive for our souls. Not to sound cheesy, but it does feel like I'm kind of moving some stuff. I want to act like I'm in quarantine for the rest of the year. Oh, I am. I'm, I honestly said I was like 2020. I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be quarantining the whole time. I'm no down. traveling. Well, it does it does make me nervous to think about like having to rev up again because there's so much unknown. I, I'm not like 
necessarily a germaphobe in that way but i just i'm like do we have to right now i know can we just like play it safe for a year i know yeah it's just i feel like i feel like i'm not done with this incubation time and i've i've done a kind of good job of slowing down but i don't feel like i really got to the crux of it or the full its fullest extent so i want to get there Mm -hmm. you know i want to really be there where i'm like okay i feel really good about my home i feel really good about Everything that's going on, I feel like I'm balancing it well, and I just don't feel like I'm there yet. Yeah, I just want to hit a rock bottom. I know, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like skating around. (laughs) I'm like hovering above rock bottom. Oh, shit. You got to let people hit their rock bottom. It's true. That's the the damnedest. That was like a thing, I think, when you were younger in like high school and seventh and eighth grade. No one ever let anyone hit their rock bottom. You were always like talking to your friends or like... Totally. I'm trying to think about like... I guess parents would be a big culprit in not letting their kids like hit a rock bottom. <laughs> Dude, not my parents. <laughs> Do you know what I they mean? They were like cause of my rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> but it actually was interesting in, in Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Mm-hmm. I, I read that. I'm sure you guys have all read that too. And, and I love the structure of that book. Yes. You fly through. I actually and was like- it's so good. Yeah. I was like, oh, I could write about. Yeah, I love it. Um, but in it, when she talked about, yes, how parents should sort of be there to- to witness that, to witness and guide them through like a rock bottom and just be there for them, but not avoid, not keep them from hitting mm-hmm. rock bottom. And I think that's the same with friends. You know, I think. Well, cause we want to go in and, and like do surgery. What what can I do yep. to help? How, how can I make it better? And we don't want our, the people in our life that we love so much to feel the pain. But if I'm, I often like pretend like I'm an observer of my own, say I'm like with you observing an interaction where like, what would I want to see the interaction be right now? Like, is it just me listening and holding Mm -hmm. space or is it me being like, Oh my God. Okay. Like what can we do to help? Like what feels better? And it's always just that like creating space and like letting that person feel. Yeah. And it didn't really sink in with me. What create, I was like, what is creating space? And I love that in my life where it's like something hasn't made sense until it did. And it never made, I was like, what is creating space? What does that mean? And now it actually makes sense to me where it's like, there's an actual space between you and the person and their experience where they are able to fully have their experience outside of any reaction or any, like any interruption from you Mm -hmm. you will not interrupt or change their experience from happening so they're allowed to express feel emote as much as they want and you will not interrupt that and i think for so long it was seeing someone feeling and matching their feeling getting where their feeling was being there with their feeling and that's such a different thing than like holding space for someone and le- oh. actually letting someone go through their entire process because if you're not if you're kind of in their face you're like oh it's okay it's okay they're going to go down but they're going to go right back up because they feel like they need to for you they feel like they need to respond to you and this is a codependency thing they feel like they need to respond to you to make you know you sure that you know they're okay because now they're invested in your experience. It's just the whole thing. Yep. Yeah, it's actually with with Sean, it, he holds space really well, but it freaked me out because when I would like get really vulnerable and say things that were going on and it was like a lot emotionally and he would just like not say not have those little fillers of like, oh, totally, I get it, I get it, which I would do normally. But for, and then after I would run through, 
he'd be like, okay, like, thank you for sharing, like, thank you for sharing that. And then like kind of go into how he felt about it. But it freaked me out because I was like, what is that? And it was perfect because I was allowed to kind of feel everything that would like ebb and flow, the emotion of like anger, frustration or sadness or whatever, without having that, what you were saying was that like up and down and having to manage the other person's experience. But I'm not used to that and I'm learning how to do that. Yeah. And also too, it's very telling of the person that's having the experience too, if like they're going to change their situation for the other person, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's like a lot of times people are having an experience because they're predicting the reaction of the other. So they might shift how you might have shifted what your experience should actually be because you're kind of predicting or wanting to contort the experience of the other person. So by being just still and quiet, it allows you to have, this is what I was experiencing. This is how I changed it. This is what I'm actually experiencing. And now I understand. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. I have no idea how we got here. Did anyone track that? Honestly. (laughs) Holy prayers, <laughs> prayers. Talking about holding space during this time, I guess. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh my God. Like, what have you been doing lately? I, I feel like we've been in quarantine for seven years, but it's only I been, know. I don't I can't even believe know, I haven't seven been weeks. to like a gym in two months. Dude. I, I actually had a load stupid. the other day. I was just like, oh man, I kind of miss. Yeah, I miss my gains. <laughs> I just miss, I don't know, like being with people. I'm fucking motivated by people. Yeah, me too. A lot of times. You definitely are. And just telling people, having people tell me what to do. But my workouts are hilarious. (laughs) You're like, it's like literally, it's like like five leg lifts till it kind of burns. And I'm like, flip, five leg lifts, do a little scroll. Flip, do a little scroll, watch a little YouTube. I do, oh my God, it's literally a joke. But yeah, I was thinking- you know, the gains thing is a joke, but it's also serious. It's like, dude, a lot of people have been working out for a long time. Like I'm not going to be at a gym for months. I'm going to lose any progress. I tried to run the other day. It was fucked up. I was like, oh, hmm. Oh, I was in slow motion. I was like, is everything okay here? Honestly, I was like, have you ever ran? (laughs) And then I was like, I am Danielle Pacenti. I am Danielle Pacenti. That's hilarious. (laughs) Like, how can I just fly when I I run? How can I love this? (laughs) I think for me, the running is, it's always the phone in my hand. It's it's annoying. In my leggings, which is also not the most comfortable, but it's it's better. I need to find, I need to get an Apple watch or something, but it's, it just, cause then I switch my songs, change the experience, whatever, but that's not where you're supposed to run. You're supposed to be like in your head. But yeah, I think for my routine now, so at the beginning it was like really open and lush and like kind of nice. Cause we had so many things that got canceled, but now that it's fucking May, it's like back in the swing, you know? So it's really more of the working from home, walking in the morning, walking at night, scheduling in call walks with people. And just like my morning routine now is way longer than it was before because I have my dream journaling, which is like half hour of, because my dreams are fucking wild. And then the meditation in front of my red light, I'll do the vibrate vibration plate. So I got a vibration plate. You can get them on Amazon. It was like 200 bucks. And I'll do that for like lymph movement or the trampoline and then a cold shower. I've been doing cold showers every morning. I'll do the latte, but yeah, it's really like the morning routine is like, so it's still my favorite part of the day. Totally. It's fucked up though too, because even at the end of the day, when I'm like hanging out watching, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, this is the best. What, like the, the chilling, of- watching the end of the day. For sure. Like, Has it been hard for you to chill? No. That's good. Because because I'm getting, because we're not traveling. So when we were traveling, 
we couldn't do anything during the day, so I'd have to do everything at night. But now I'm able to like be done at like six mm-hmm. thirty or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very very true. Yeah, I. I've like just noticed that I'm not used to that and it's just been interesting because I I enjoy it. Like I enjoy now like getting into a show and like following a show. What shows? I'm doing billions. Oh yeah. People love it. It's real. The writing is fucking insane. Was that Meghan Markle's in it? No. She was in suits. She was in suits. Yeah. It's just really Paul Giamatti and, um, uh, Oh God! Starts with the D, and he's. I think he's going. Danny kinda, DeVito, kind of hot. No, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really good. The plot is fucking wild. But anyway, I just. But I notice myself getting a little uneasy when I'm sitting there. <laughs> feel that you know where I'm like, could I be doing something? Could I be doing something to make myself feel better for the next day? I foam roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, roll. Yeah, yeah. I'll stretch. stretch. Yeah, I think that's a great. Yeah, it's a great. Like, you know, double time situation, but can you stop? (laughs) Cause I'm like foam rolling. I'm in a hot blanket. I'm stretching. I'm like against the wall. I have my legs up on the wall. Picturing you in the hot blanket. Me in the hot blanket. I get in. So there's this blanket. We have the, we, we, a sponsor sent us this hot blanket and it's like basically like a sweat thing. Yeah. Who knows? But if I ever feel in a little fluffy, I'll get in the hot blanket and the next day I'm down. I'm down. Oh, I literally man. said to Justin, I was like, oh, I did the hot blanket. I'm down a pound. And I I'm literally don't care. So this is a joke. <laughs> but he's like, you know, that's water weight. I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> but the hot cold therapy, you said cold showers. I mean, we have our sauna in yes. the office, which has been so- From jacuzzi. So incredible. Clear light sauna. It's one of those things where you're like, how can I get a sauna in my house? I, Totally understand, but it's, I actually didn't really anticipate how valuable it is. It's not only just heat and red light, but I meditate in there. I'll write in there. It's like a portal. Yeah. So like you in front of the red light too, that you have from Juve, it's like, it is kind of this portal yeah. situation It's kind of transports Or me. it's like a ritual thing. It's Or yeah. if someone creates an altar, it's like, I see this altar. I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm, exactly. You're in the thing. I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Me with the juve light. I know what's going to happen. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to be mindful. So it's almost whether it's creating an altar space or if it's your sauna or whatever, it's that's the part of it. Sophie Jaffe got herself a sauna too. Oh, really? Yeah. She fucking loves it. She's like, I'm in it every day. Yeah. It's the best for, yeah. I'm just thinking about what, what has changed in the last couple of weeks and what I've kind of had to like tighten up. I think I mentioned kind of preparing for the the day the night before has been really helpful for me. Maybe you all do that already, but I'm just getting hip to the game. But it does reduce my anxiety. I've been noticing just kind of like these waves of anxiety coming up. And I'm like, wait, I'm in control of all of the reasons why I'm anxious. And so like, let's pull that thread and see like where it's coming from. So that's been really helpful, whether it's just writing down like what I'm going to do in the morning or what I'm going to do the next day, whether it's a routine or things for work. It just really helps for me visually to see it. I've been, I mean, the trampoline, just any form of like jumping and bouncing for some reason. I don't know if y'all can relate, but I guess when I sleep, I can't help it. But my shoulders are just like in my ears. Like I'm so tense. I was at like that last night I was sleeping and I realized I was like this. Yeah. I was like. Chill out. Chill out. I was like, this is nighttime. <laughs> I honestly, yeah, I was like, dude, what's wrong with you? Chill out. Yeah, I don't know what it is. So it's like the bouncing yes. has helped me to just kind when you of feel release. your your arm go out of your socket, it's the best. Oh man, 
Yeah. yeah. So that's been that's been really good and fun. Just like bouncing on the tram. Yes. And then reading. I don't know. I was never a reader. And now I'm kind of like returning to that and finding um the book of the like month joy. thing has been amazing. Yeah, dude. Book of the month is book awesome. of the month is the shit. So we have a, a new sponsor. Sponsored, but not sponsored, really. Yeah, I don't is, know if we're going to talk about sponsored. this, but yeah, like, and it's cool. It's kind of like a modern, like book of the month has been around forever, but yep. like they have a team of editors that are reading a fuck ton of books every month and choosing their favorites. And then you get to choose one of those books. You can also like add other books, but um, I just really love their selections. And as Krista mentioned, I'm actually reading Untamed as well. And it's it's just been nice to like transport and not have to read for a particular purpose. And I particularly particularly like just reading people's writing styles. Yes. So like reading like Ruthie Lindsay's book, I was like, oh, f- I love her writing style. Really? And it was just so like, I was there. Like it, cool. it transports you, but then you read like a Gabby Bernstein and it's totally different. And then you, re- you know, it's just, it's kind of fun to see, see what's happening in books these days. <laughs> yeah. I like book of the month too. Cause you can, you can get your month and then you can skip whenever I got yeah. it for my mom for mother's day because it's moms love books. Moms, love, moms be reading. Moms be reading. Books. Yeah. In tubs. Books. I mean, yeah, I've been taking baths. That's been nice. Taking baths whenever I want during the day. Is like a really nice thing, even though my bath is like disgusting. Yeah, it's hard to clean a bath. It's disgusting, dude. I was like, I don't think this is what a bath is like. <laughs> it's so gross. But yeah, I'm excited about maybe transitioning out. So let us know how you're feeling about everything. And we have some exciting things happening with the new Paradigm Digital Series. Mm-hmm. So the next one is on anxiety. Yeah, it's a big one. And I think, you know, I'll, our community Anxiety. is so yeah, <laughs> so open about kind of when they're feeling anxious and what they're doing and and how they're navigating it. But this this workshop is really important. Our friend Ryan Weiss is um, leading this workshop intensive all around quitting anxiety. We actually did it live with him recently. Um, he's going to be on the podcast soon as well. But damn, he just like there's a way in which he coaches people and leads people through their own anxiety that is it doesn't tiptoe around it it's like getting directly to the source and it's so relatable and i can just understand i'm like oh okay that's the route here we go diving in it's very confronting and so this workshop has like steps identification it's going to be fucking awesome Mm -hmm. i'm really looking forward to it you can listen to the episode we did with ryan um for inspiration on that. And then we also have um, related to this episode in a way is design your own dream day and your dream career. So these are workbooks. It's a meditation from Lindsay and then it is a pep talk or it is me walking through uh, designing my dream day. So there's one for your career. The intention here is to help you idealize, to help you imagine and visualize your dream career. And then we have the dream day to help you idealize and visualize your dream day. So these are available on shopalmost30.com and they're super affordable. So excited for you guys to get into those. Yeah, it's been important, especially for me in like, I can have a lot of ideas and visions in my head, but to actually get them down on paper, to use meditation, to just use ways that we provided with these that actually make you fully believe with your whole being that this could be your life, you know, cause if it lives in your head, there's just a lot of like sabotage that could happen, but we get it out on paper. Like there is something that happens. I get excited. I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. 
like this could be yeah. my reality. Yeah. And I think from, you know, I needed this. Like, I think we both did too, like for the design, your, for the dream career, like we, I'm living my dream career right now, but there's a lot of fine tuning that you always have to do. It's like, what am I experiencing right now that I don't want to, how do I want to feel getting back to basics? Like everyone could essentially use that questionnaire, the workbook, and and I wanted to do it ourselves. And then for the dream day, like that's something to revisit all the time. Your dream day always changes and your visualization always changes. So I think these are just both that are good at any time and I really needed them. So I wanted to um, create them for the community. Yeah. So you can get them separately or as a bundle. We love a bundle. Dream bundle. And today's episode, pumped. Pumped about quitting. (laughs) Because we have, yeah. we have a community of quitters. We have a, so I asked the, I asked our girls, I'm like, what do you guys want me to talk about? And they said, quitting. <laughs> Which we actually talk about when we were on tour. Oh my God. It was like everyone quit. And I'm so proud of you guys for being responsible, amazing geniuses mm-hmm. and quitting your jobs in the right way. And I talk about in this episode, the first time I quit, or actually... Yes, I talked about one of the times that I quit and I really failed. I really fucked up my quitting experience and what I did wrong, um, why I quit. And then I talked about um, quitting my job for the third time and going full-time with Almost 30 and what that was like, how we prepared, how I knew I was ready, how I knew we were ready, uh, the work that it took behind the scenes. And so within this, I wanted to provide you guys with some of the signs that um, provide you with perspective on if you should leave your job or quit, and then the steps that I took to quit. So it's not prescriptive, but it's just what I did. Yeah, it's real. This isn't business or legal advice. Don't take it as, it's for entertainment purposes only. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think, I love this topic and like, I love thinking about your story too, because it's like, I never, I was always like a, I just want to be done, you know, like very quick to it and just like, get me out of it. And I, I never in my past lives, uh, working really never thought about, okay, like what is the logical way to do this so that my my financial health, my emotional health is taken care of. Because we think if we just set ourselves free of that thing that we're going to be like so happy, but then all of this stuff comes flooding in. Like, how are we going to pay our bills? This, that, the other thing. So it's really important that we set ourselves up for success, like on all spokes of the wheel. Yeah. And I also look at that too, like, you know, as my ability to like be mindful within my life expanded my ability to be in a challenging situation, which was a job I didn't like and really navigate that smartly to plan for my quitting is so important. And it's like when we're in jobs that we hate, it's like we're almost, I think that it's almost an example of how in our lives, we're not letting us fully experience or feel situations, but really just wanting to escape and get out of it immediately. So it's like, how, what am I bringing into the situation that could be causing this to be uncomfortable or not worthwhile or whatever. But yeah, there's a lot in here. So, you know, I hope you guys like it. I'm really just speaking from the heart. It was off the cuff just for you um, based on all the questions you had. Yeah. We've been doing these solo episodes now on Thursday. So if you ever have a topic that you'd like us both to discuss or one of us in particular, just let us know. DM us on Instagram at almost 30 podcast. You can email us community at almost 30 podcast or join our secret Facebook group. There's over 15,000 women in there talking every day, supporting each other. And you can suggest 
your topics in there. Yep. And go, you can check out the Almost 30 Podcast website for some of our partner codes. So we work with the best sponsors in the game. They're honestly, truly amazing products that Lindsay and I use every single day. And we have a bunch of discount codes. So go to the partner section of the website and you can find great, great deals and discounts on some of the best brands. Yeah. I've been buying some stuff in quarantine. Honestly, (laughs) my first month was wild. (laughs) But hey, it's cool. We got discount codes. Thanks so much for listening. We love you guys so, so much. You're the reason why we do this. Uh, Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't already, that means the world. And if you're called to write a review, that also means so much to us. We read every single one of them. We'll read one on the other side of this episode. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. it. Peace and love, baby. Bye-bye. Hello and welcome. Welcome, you guys, to Almost 30 Podcast. This is a solo episode with Krista, and it's a good one. It's a juicy one. This one, I have so many feels about this one. I'm going to go off in a few different places. But the impetus for this solo episode with me was inspired by you guys. I asked the community, I said, what is the episode that you want to hear me do? What is the story that you want me to tell? What do you guys want me to talk about? And unfortunately, you guys passed over my easy questions. I was like, what do you want to know about? My wedding or like my routine, my product faves. And you guys were like, no, fam, we want to hear about the story of you quitting your job. So quitting my job, my full-time job in the corporate world to start almost, or not start Almost 30 Podcast, but move into full-time with Almost 30 Podcast. And little did you guys know, that was not the first time I've quit, but I think the real... um, the real reasoning behind this really stems from so many women of our community feel unhappy and feel unsatisfied and feel like they want to find their purpose and they want to find their calling and they want to feel fulfilled and they want to feel seen in their work. And I deeply, deeply resonate with that. I can't even tell you how much I resonate with that. I spent the first eight years in the corporate world feeling this hole uh, that I wanted to fill with finding my purpose, with finding, you know, what it was here, what I was meant to do here on earth. What was that thing I was meant to do? And I even remember in high school, I wanted that feeling and I wanted that knowing and I just felt aimless until I really found you know, my purpose and calling with almost 30, but it's been quite a wild wild ride and it's been a pretty crazy journey. And I just want to start, you know, by saying that I might have a little, I'm going to approach it two ways. And and one way is with a lot of compassion because I've been in a lot of your shoes. You know, if you feel unfulfilled, you feel like you're wasting time, you feel like just like your energy is low and that, you know, you're drained at the end of the day. You don't feel like you have a purpose. I have such deep compassion for you. And I I am you. I've been you. And then I also do want to just make sure that during this conversation I'm being as responsible as possible. And I do want to be really, really real with you. And even if it comes off as a little harsh. I'm hopeful that I'm clear and I'm hopeful that I'm just able to express honestly with you how I feel about quitting jobs and how I feel about when people are so called to quit their job, really thinking about what that is and why. So before we go into anything about 
signs that it's time for you to leave your job or quit or you know move on and then the steps you should take and the steps that I t- that I took I just want to say that I often think that when someone wants to quit or leave their job that people need to first look in the mirror And that's the whole thing with this consciousness journey. It's so fun because everything comes back to you. And I tell you, that is the least fun thing about being a conscious human is that you always have to look at yourself first. There's no victim mentality. You are not a victim of your circumstance. And in whatever situation you are in, you really have to look at how you're showing up. And I would say that Oftentimes, what people want when they want to quit their job is to get out of an uncomfortable situation first. So it's, you know, it's one of those feelings or sentiments. It's like when you're in a fight with someone you love and you just feel so bad that you're just like, I want to do anything to get out of this, even if it means we're going to skip over the hard stuff and we're actually not going to talk about it. And we're just going to kind of, you know, brush it under the rug and let's just be fine. Let's just be fine. You know, to go into too much detail and to really figure out the real problem and be uncomfortable for a little longer, let's just not do it. Let's just go go to what feels good. So, so often people feel so unhappy and uncomfortable at their job that they want to do anything to get out. And that out seems like quitting or that out seems like leaving. And that's such a different in a more emotionally charged perspective and action rather than like a grounded actual action of planning, of thought, of intention. And I've been in both. So I've been in a situation where I, you know, left with, I was just like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm over this. I wasn't happy. I didn't feel, you know, good about the work that I was doing. And I quit. And I quit without a plan. And this was a while ago when I moved to to LA. And I was like, you know what? I'll just do blogging full time. I was making some money doing it. I didn't, I wasn't making, you know, a lot of money. But I was like, you know what? I'll have more time. I'll figure this out. So I quit my job when I first moved to LA without a plan, without forecasting how much I was going to make, forecasting I already had in my bank, figuring out how much I was spending, um, creating a schedule, creating a structure, setting up. Uh, pay or expected monies that expected ways I was going to make money. And I was just like, you know what? I'll figure it out. So this was actually not the right decision. And I was in, you know, every decision's a fine decision, whatever. But I was living in LA. I had quit. I was trying to figure everything out. I was trying to blog full time. I also owned a travel company that I, that I did uh, that booked tours all over Morocco. So shout out if you guys want to go to Morocco. And I was going to just do these. And I actually was flailing. So for eight months, I got myself into debt. I was in probably like $9,000 worth of debt um, at the time because I, one, didn't adjust my spending. Two, I didn't know how much I was spending. Three, I had no plan to secure the amount of income that I needed to live. And four, I really had no plan to ramp up my income, to increase my income, to be a point that felt good and sustainable. So during this time, I learned so much and I was babysitting and I was serving and I was doing all the things. So I was trying to you know, make ends meet by, by serving and babysitting and blogging and having the travel company. So I was definitely hustle, hustling and this wasn't that long ago. So this was like maybe four and a half years ago. And I, to be honest, felt really lost. I felt miserable. I felt confused and I was busting my fucking ass. Like, 
yo, when you're serving and when you're babysitting and we're doing all these odds and ends jobs that I've done, you know, in a lot of cases, my whole life, I've always had side hustles. I've always had extra things. And I've always been one of those people where when I wanted more money, I would just figure out a way to work for it. So I was doing all these things. I was busting my fucking ass. And I was like, I'm not making any money. I'm getting in debt. And this just isn't it. You know, blogging felt like it was going to be my calling in quotes, but I never really connected with the way that I perceived blogging to be. I didn't love to have my picture taken. I didn't love to be in front of the camera. I didn't love flat lays. I didn't love like fucking clothing photos. Like I tried it and I was like, oh, I'm going to go take clothing photos of myself and post my style and whatever. And I'm actually not hating on that because the people that I follow for that are fashion bloggers, I'm like fucking respect. You actually inspire me to dress better, all these things. But it just wasn't really for me. I never felt like I wanted that to be my, like where I hung my hat. I didn't want it to just be fashion. I wanted it to be so much more. So blogging was like showing up for me as not being the thing. And it was during this chaotic and crazy time, you know, that I met Lindsay and that we started to record almost 30. So when we first met and we started to record almost 30, I was um I was able to actually record during the day because I was serving at night. I was babysitting on the weekends or other days for these like lovely families, which was a blast. And so through this really challenging, confusing time where I felt like, oh my God, I'm never going to figure out what it is that I'm meant to do. I'm never going to have purpose. And I'm always just going to feel lost that we started to really have deep conversations together through our friendship that would ultimately create almost 30. So it was this super low, you know, my rock bottom that really brought me to this honest and vulnerable place to create what is now, you know, my calling and, and my and my mission. But even when we first started, it wasn't like I was like, you know, I, I just was so deeply called to Lindsay into almost 30, but it was never like, oh, this is my thing. You know, I bought a podcast mic and I was like, oh, podcasting is my thing. This is my passion. It was like, this little tiny breadcrumb of something that I love and something that I want to do and something that I felt like I couldn't not do built on itself. And every day showing up to do that thing, each day not knowing the outcome, each day only being attached to the general interest and excitement for having these deep, meaningful conversations. And Lindsay and I you know, have said this on many interviews, but we never knew it was going to become what it become what it became. And, you know, we never had the intention to have a team or to have retreats and courses and all these things. We just really were deeply passionate about our connection and passionate about learning and growth and curiosity. And, you know, that's why you guys are here today to learn, grow and and evolve. And so when we were having these conversations, I was, you know, doing all these odds and end jobs. And I was just so frustrated that everyone had been telling me like, if you have your passion, if you have your calling, you have to go all in. And this was the time and the era of all in mentality. And the conversation and the ethos was like, if you want to do something, you have to risk it all. You have to go for it full force. You have to quit your job and, and make it happen. And and I bought into that. And even, you know, Justin, my fiance bought into that too. And we were in a place where we're like, we have to go all in. We have to quit and like, you know, do our jobs and make it happen, blah, blah. But after I read Big Magic, an amazing book by Elizabeth Gilbert, it was a very eye-opening for me because it reminded me like, oh, I'm putting so much pressure 
on my art and my blog to to make money and now that i'm forcing myself to find ways to make money with all these things it's not fun anymore and with almost 30 it was like i we never forced it to make money for the first year we never forced it to to be anything other than what it was we let it breathe we let it grow our first episodes were fucking wild and ridiculous and we had like 50 segments and we had this like random intro and we had this like whack art and it just really was allowed to be and nothing else that I was doing with the blog or the travel company I really allowed to be or to grow or to evolve because I had put so much pressure on it to make money through you know the learnings that I had it was like okay, this isn't working. I'm getting in debt and I'm a person that, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a person, even though you guys are like, I, I actually probably feel the same way. I'm a person I do not like to have money problems. And I know everyone's like, I don't like, no one likes my fucking money problems, but I am like unwell. <laughs> I'm unwell when I am not able to have freedom because of money. And it's not like I've ever had so much money where it's like, I can do whatever I want. I'm going to like go to Dubai. I'm going to, you know, do all this stuff. But I just have always, whether through college, always working or high school, always working or always having jobs outside of jobs and side hustles. I've always made money because I felt like I needed to have freedom to do what I wanted to do in my own small ways. So not having this freedom was killing me. And I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to go back and, and get a corporate job because Whenever I think about money, I think about time. And, you know, I have, I'm meaning this in the kindest way and hopefully an eye opening way. But I realized when I was serving at night and babysitting during the day or the weekends and, you know, doing my other stuff in between, I was making so much less money than at my corporate job. And I was working more. And although it was flexible, I thought that was nice, but I just sat there. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to have to trade in the 40 hours at a corporate job to, to make more money because I need to get out of debt and you know I need to figure it out. So that put me on a, a chase to try and find another job. And I was looking for months and months and months. And I ended up finding a great job um, you know, and really kind people and team that I worked with for for two years uh, here in LA. But that still never really felt, I never felt fully grounded and fulfilled in it because I was so obsessed with what I was doing with Almost 30. And the obsession wasn't about the money. It wasn't about, you know, becoming anything. It was just this like deep, deep drive that I had to continue to spread the messages we were spread we were spreading to get on the mic and interview people and get curious and learn like i've always been someone that is so deeply and innately curious and interested that it helped fulfill that part of me that i never felt you know was satisfied at any of my jobs so after an unsuccessful quitting where there was no planning or strategy or um, thought behind it i had got another job and for that job for 2 years I built almost 30 with Lindsay. You know, we built um, it to to what it is today. And when I started to think about uh, quitting, you know, that job, um, it was 
actually something I, I avoided for a long time. I was like, oh, you know, I'm scared. It's a huge risk. It's a huge nod to my confidence in almost 30 and what we were doing. And because I had failed the first time and, and gotten myself in debt and felt really lost, I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to push it for as long as I can. And I'll never forget, you know, after a year or something, we made like $250 or something, maybe 500 from almost 30 for the month. And I was like, damn, this is dope. Like I'm going to have a side hustle that like helps me save money for a house or whatever. You know, I was like, oh, cool. I'm gonna have this awesome side hustle. I have my job. And then now I'm going to have extra money to do X, Y, and Z with. And it felt really good. And then over the next two years, naturally and with effort, but intention and alignment, we started to make more and more money. And one of the signs for me that we were ready or I was ready to quit and leave my corporate job was um, when we had this event that we got asked to speak at. And the girl that invited us, um, Maggie, who's amazing, it was with Propel and it was a speaking opportunity. And in the one hour that we got paid to speak, I made more, we made more than I did in two weeks at my corporate job. So I was like, hmm, it was another time money thing. So before when I wasn't working, I was, or I was doing these odds and ends jobs, I was working more than 40 hours, making less than I would at a 40 hour job. And this was a moment where I would have made more in one hour than I did in two weeks at my corporate job. So I'm like, okay, I'm looking at this money, um, this money time transfer. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking that I'm ready. And in this time, you know, over the two years, we had um, brought Chloe onto the team, Chloe Leonard, um, who was our amazing intern. And then, you know, she was with us for a few years to help us support the team. We paid out of pocket for our production team. We paid her out of pocket hourly. Um, we invested in what we were doing. We, you know, used money from our jobs. Lindsay was at SoulCycle. I was at uh, my corporate job to invest in the business freely. It felt good. I wanted to spend on the business. I wanted to spend on graphics or the website or whatever because I had the money. And it wasn't like I was rolling, but I had enough money to invest in this side hustle that we were doing. So to have my job give me the ease and flexibility to invest in almost 30 and allow it to be what it was is so pivotal. And I say that to anyone who is thinking about quitting a job. You know, if you have a side hustle, it is really like, I just caution people because I think that is always the goal. You know, everyone's like, oh, I want to leave my full-time job and do my own thing. And it's so beautiful, but there is such beauty to actually having your full-time job and being able to just invest your pure expression, creativity, joy, light into the side hustle when you have time on the weekends or at night and to, you know, still have your job, make that stable income, give you benefits, you know, do your 401k, healthcare and all that. And it is an actually a really underrated thing. And I think that that's another toxic thing that's been put into the zeitgeist. Besides, you have to go all in. You have to, you know, quit your job and, and do everything 100% is the sentiment around having your side hustle have to make you money. And so often now I see it happen all the time where people start right away and they're like, okay, I'm going to create a course and I'm going to do these things and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And it's more money driven than alignment driven and it's more money driven than interest driven and your side hustles don't have to make you money it doesn't have to be something that you're making into your full-time job like these sort of 
conversations are so led by social media and seeing everyone on social media that's quitting their jobs, that's taking their side hustle full time. And really it's not realistic for a lot of people. And, you know, I just want to say that really, really acutely because I do believe that like we've kind of been sold some stuff. I think that, and I'm not saying I'm a rare case because I'm special. I'm saying that everyone should be thoughtful about their own journey and everyone should be really thoughtful about their own planning for quitting. And my quitting story is not going to look the same for anyone else because my financial system, you know, my financial situation, how I grew up, um, what we built in the two years is different than everyone else. But the entire time for that two years, we were working nights and weekends every weekend all night. I was working before work. I was working on my lunch break. I wouldn't go to lunch with anyone from my company because I always wanted to work. I was taking calls on my breaks when I'd go walking. We were just working around the fucking clock. And it was just because it there was so much momentum, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. It was like such an addiction too, where I was like, oh my God, I'm getting so much done. This is so awesome. I can creatively express myself through this and I'm making money through this and I'm still doing my job. So we were busting our ass building for two years. And you know, when when that's another thing too, when people are like wanting to quit their job, there's there's, you know, different situations. It's like, are you wanting to quit your job because you have been nurturing a business on the side or a way for you to make revenue outside of of your job and you're looking to make that your full time? Or is it that you are in a toxic environment? You know, I actually, when I was living in Chicago, I was um, in a toxic environment for my first job and was involved in a sexual harassment case that led me to quit quit my job. So I've been in those as well where I needed to quit for uh, my mental health, for my safety and, and for all that, um, which I can go into a full podcast episode on that if you guys want me to later. But I've had to leave because of those situations too. And that's one of those where it's like, for me, all bets were off. You know, if I was uh, going to go into debt or I was going to run out of money because of my personal and mental health, then that's fine with me because of the situation that I was in. Um, my second time quitting was just purely out of ego. I, like I said, I kind of floundered after that and I really wasn't planning correctly. I was really driven from an egoic place, an emotional place that didn't think through what it actually meant for me to be unemployed. And then the third situation, thankfully with, you know, the job I worked for in two years when I quit to take almost 30 full time, um, was a situation where I was incredibly strategic and planned and I was really thoughtful. So I think for people, when they're looking at the signs, it's when it's time for you to quit your job or leave your job, I would suggest that you do a journal or you have a calendar even. And in your calendar, in your journal, just writing a sentence or two about how how you felt at the end of the workday. Maybe it's a sentence before work, maybe it's a sentence after. But what I've come to find is that people don't realize that they're so unhappy when they're in it. And people you can be much un- more unhappy than you think. And, you know, we could go years and years with being like, oh, it's fine, it's whatever. But in the day-to-day, if we actually had proof of how unhappy you were or how mentally unwell you were or how unfulfilled you were and you were able to see it in front of you, then it would help you to have the confidence and courage to make a decision that's, you know, better for yourself and your mental health in the future. 
So journaling is huge. Just just marking and making sure that you have something that is keeping you accountable of how you're feeling. Because I've seen so many friends and even probably myself where I'm like, oh, it's fine, you know, but it's like, you need that mirror for a person to be like, oh, you've been saying this for years. You've been saying that you are unhappy for months. Is that true? And you're like, oh, really? I have? And you need that sort of reminder for yourself. So, you know, there is the mental the mental health reason and, and keeping track of that. And then, like I said before, I just really need to reiterate, it's like, what energy are you bringing into your situation at work? For me, I was, the energy that I brought in, you know, at points was like pretty, pretty ego-based. You know, I was, I just have always been, been kind of a rebel. You know, I've always been someone and I'm saying that like laughing, but it's, it's like kind of like if I were like my bosses, I would fucking kill me. It's like, I always hated like the bullshit at work. I hated just like fucking being at our desk all day and being in a cube and being all of that. And so a lot of the reason why I wanted to quit was just like egoic. It was like, I felt like I just, you know, felt uncomfortable and all these things. And there was a lot of situations at my jobs and careers where it's like, I should have taken steps back. I should have clearly communicated my needs and wants. And this is something too, is for people really, really giving their work chances for change, giving your environment a chance for change and actually making a concerted effort to change your attitude, to speak with a boss manager, whoever you're reporting to that is um, uh, interested in your... um, work happiness, to actually make a concerted effort, to talk to the team, to actually make a concerted effort in the work and really, really try to make the change happen for yourself within your current environment. I mean, that's a first thing. You know, people can get way more out of their jobs if they actually would make a concerted effort to doing so. And there were times where it's like, as I got older and kind of learned a little bit more, that really, really was helpful for me. But I really wish I would have done that in the past is just being really thoughtful about, okay, what's this job? What is it doing for me right now? Maybe it's not meant for me forever, but for this time and period, I'm going to make the best of it. And being honest with yourself and being responsible in your actions and your emotions about how you can truly change your experience at the job because it's not always realistic to quit. And for so many people, it is not always realistic to quit. It is not always realistic to quit. Maybe you have a job that's a month, maybe you have a side hustle that's a month old and you're not making any money. It's like, I'm not saying you should stay in a toxic environment. I'm not saying you should um, sacrifice your mental health. But what I'm saying is that sometimes taking the egoic stance of quitting because you know you feel just like, confused and lost isn't always the best because in the end, you're going to be even more stressed to not have a job and not have income. And also too, what people should do is have, you know, creating these portals for momentum outside of their work. So what I mean for portals for momentum, it's maybe it is a side hustle, you know, maybe it's just a passion project that really makes you excited about, about your life and about waking up. Maybe you're painting on the weekends. Maybe you're volunteering. Maybe you're digging into self-work and it's helping you really feel better about the person you are. I think we can take our focus off of what's negative and what's not really working. And by focusing more on the positive parts of our life, whether that's a relationship or you know goals that you have health-wise or goals that you have financially or goals that you have learning-wise, focusing on that part of your life can really, really help to alleviate any stress or anxiety around not letting your job. So creating that momentum, opening those portals for positivity in your life and um, 
also too, on the momentum piece, if you are thinking about quitting, I would be getting your resume ready. So I would have your resume ready, have it up to date, be applying for jobs. Because in a lot of cases, it's like people are like, oh, I want to quit. And if you are that uncomfortable or that unhappy, you're probably not the only one who's thinking that. So you always want to be careful because people act business first. So you really, in the for the most part, so you really want to start preparing. You really want to prepare for the leave or if they leave and you should have your resume up to date and you should be applying for jobs. I think it's way better to leave on good terms. You don't want to wait till you burn a bridge. You don't want to wait till it's miserable. You don't want to wait till it's too late because no one likes that. You don't want to have your last two weeks. Everyone be like, yeah, thank God. You want everyone to be like, oh my God, I'm going to miss them because they showed up because they changed their attitude because they tried to make change and it didn't work. And now they're moving on to something better with like an unemotional place, but like a really intentional place. So you always want to have the resume ready, be applying to other jobs, creating the portal for and momentum towards positivity in your life by trying to find things outside of work that you love or even going on walks at work. And then you also want to give your work chances for change and communicate with them. A lot of times we think that our our jobs, they can read our minds and just like our relationships, they can't. So clearly communicating with your boss or your coworkers in a kind, respectful, and um open way, you know, taking responsibility for your part in it will really, really help. Okay. Back to my story. So we had, so I had the situation with Propel. We made more money than I did in two weeks of work. And I was like, okay, I think we're, you know, we might be ready to quit. So when I started to really plan for the quitting, um, quitting or leaving, I, what I did to prepare for that was I looked at my finances first. So my security and I made the goal to save six months salary. So I made the goal to save up the amount of money that I needed to live per month for six months. So it was a pretty good chunk of change. And within the business with almost 30, we were growing. So it was actually you know, took me, I'm not sure how long it took me, but whenever I got that money in my account, I was like, okay, this feels really good. But in addition to that, I, what I had to do was also forecast for the future. So I had to do a lot of forecasting from a financial perspective and look at um, invoices that were to be paid and see what kind of money we had coming in for the next couple months and make sure I was secure. So this sort of thing is really smart. Like if almost 30 completely failed, we still had this amount of money coming in, which would give me six months and then some more months. So if everything else went to shit, I could find something or I could find another way to support myself. So if you're really about that life, about that quitting life, you have to save three to six months salary. Up to you, however much that amount is. But I would look at what you're spending on average per month. Maybe it's your credit card bill and your um, expenses and save that amount in salary. You should be forecasting that amount for the future within your side hustle, within the next thing you want to do so that you have a little bit of wiggle room too among uh, past that three to six month salary. Um, and I think the, the major thing too, to really look at when you are quitting and this was, you know, on my last, the moment for me when I was like, okay, I'm completely done was this feeling that I realized where I had this intense contraction at my job. And I remember going to almost 30 and feeling this intense expansion. And I just felt so free when I was at almost 30. And I felt so contracted at my job. And I had a friend over. We um, 
one morning she came over and she worked from home. So she was working from home next to me and I had a call with my, my work and I got off the phone and she goes, who was that? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I don't even know who that was. She's like that literally, who was that person? You sounded so insecure, weak, confused. And it just didn't even sound like you. And, you know, I really sat with that and I was like, damn, it didn't feel like me. It doesn't feel like the best version of me. It feels like this like old scared version of me. And it really struck me to have that reminder like, oh, okay, this is like killing me. (laughs) You know, this is like killing me inside. And I have something that is making me feel alive that, you know, I want to move toward that we've been working to for the past two years. And that really, really stuck with me. That really stuck with me that I just completely shut down almost, you know, when I was at my job because I felt so unseen. And I had this, importantly, I had this contrast. I had the contrast of almost 30 of me feeling seen and heard and expressed. So it was almost like my body moved from this like expansion, this like open-armed, grounded, earthy feeling to this contraction, this icy, cold feeling, you know, when I was at my job. And so that was it. I, you know, put in my two weeks and never looked back. And since leaving, Almost 30 has grown so, so much. And, you know, I'm so incredibly grateful to have support in doing that and and to have it be something that I was proud of myself the way I prepared. I was proud of the work that I put in before for two years before I quit. I was proud of the work I put in after to really just be strategic, take the business seriously, um, get an accounting team, you know, do all the legal stuff and just be like doing all my freaking research to make sure that I was doing everything in my power to make this legit and make this last and make this a thing. And that took so much time and that took so much not knowing and that took so much Googling and figuring it out and all of that. But there was nothing more that I wanted to do because I knew that this was like my thing and I knew that this was like my passion and my purpose. And, you know, since having almost 30 starting three and a half years ago at this point, I feel so internally grateful that I have found my thing. And again, just to reiterate, you know, for the first year, maybe I, I don't even know when I realized it was my thing. I don't really know when I realized that it was my calling and my purpose, but it happened over time. And I think that it's okay if it does that for other people. And I think it's okay for people just to find something they're really interested in and have it be their side hustle and have it be a, side not hustle where they're not making money where they're just doing something because they love and that's what we were doing at the beginning and you know eventually it grew into something but it wasn't like at first I was like this is my side hustle I'm gonna make this amount of money and you know da 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 it was like I love this I'm gonna do this this makes me feel expansive and that's it and it grew over time into something that allowed me to quit my job and my my just deep hope for people, you know, from this episode is just to, to know that it's not always like a perfect path to what you want. I had to try a travel company on the side. I had to try corporate jobs. I had to try odds and ends jobs. I had to try blogging. I had to try all of soul cycle. I tried to be a soul cycle instructor. I had to try all of these things that created this momentum for me to find my thing. 
but it wasn't without trying these things that failed. So many things failed that I was able to find it. And I see so many people that want to find their thing. They want to find their passion and their purpose, but aren't taking chances to do things outside of their comfort zone or or aren't taking chances to um, just find their joy and just live and really fulfill themselves outside of trying to make money or outside of trying to escape their current situation. So often with the quitting of the job, it's like people wanting to be in any situation but their own and then finding, you know, if say for an example, they quit their job, now they're now they've quit their job. Then they're in a situation where they're like, oh, I I can't, you know, they're they're not wanting to be where they are then because they've quit their job and they don't have money coming in. So always looking at back at what you're bringing into the situation. Do you just want to escape? Do you just feel uncomfortable? Do you just feel unseen? And how in your life can you cultivate those feelings right now at the job before you prepare to leave, before you take the right steps, and before you responsibly think about how you're going to handle your life? Because for so many, I think we can do both. You know, I think we can be at the corporate job if it's not toxic, if it's not killing us. And have the side hustle or have the passion project on the side and still have an amazing, fulfilled life. Like there are possibilities in everything. There are possibilities with everyone. And, you know, as a last point, the the other toxic sentiment that sort of is going around in the ether besides the ones that I mentioned is like that being an entrepreneur is better than being someone that, that is at a company or that works on a team or that is at a corporate job. And that's not the case, you know just because the entrepreneurs are sort of having their moment because of social media and it's sort of a growing space i just really want want everyone to know that it's it's really hard you know and i deeply mean that it's it's the best thing i could ever do but it is ups and downs so it's not like after quitting i'm like woo party freedom chilling hanging money in my sleep on the beach with my laptop all these things it's like it actually gets harder. You know, it got harder. It got harder for me mentally. It got harder for my schedule. It got harder for, you know, all the shit that it brought up in my life. And it wasn't like I was like free, but I feel more aligned and that's really all that matters. So to recap, quitting might not be the best thing for you. What if we could move to a less emotional place? What if we could take responsibility for ourselves and how we're showing up at work? What if we could give chances for change? What if we could be realistic? What if we could um, open the portals of positivity in your life? What if you could get your resume ready and apply for jobs, kind of make moves? What if you could find ways to make money outside of work or just find a passion outside of work? What about you are you bringing into the situation and always working on ourselves first? And the signs that it's time to leave, if it's toxic, if you're unwell for a long period of time, and you could track that via your journal or by a friend that's very honest with you, or your health is taking a decline, or you know, you find your thing and you're able to leave and feel really good about it. And the steps that I took that I'm suggesting as an option. And of course, you guys need to do do your own thing and figure it out what's best for you because what's best for me might not be best for you. But what I did to take steps to, to quit my job was grew my side hustle, my passion for two years before I was able to quit. So worked my ass off nights and weekends, doing all the things, traveling, 
working on just working all the time, building this thing that I really loved into something that would allow me to do that. I also saved six months salary to prepare. I forecasted our revenue for the future and I made sure that we were, all I's were dotted and all T's were crossed legally, financially, from a foundational business perspective that would enable me to leave my job and feel confident about the new world that I was going in. And as a last thing, just have to say that one isn't better than the other. Entrepreneurship isn't better than corporate, small company isn't better than big company, whatever. It's all just about how we feel and how we're showing up. And so I'm hopeful, you know, that this was inspiring, that this was real, and that this really just gave potentially a different perspective than maybe what you would have thought coming in. And that I really just truly believe that um, once we take responsibility for ourselves, how we're showing up, how we feel, our expectations of others, that we can really make the changes we want to see in our lives. So, okay. I feel like I need to like end with like a good quote. Like on the office when Michael Scott put on, put on the whiteboard, he's like, you miss 100% of the shots you, you don't take. Wayne Gretzky dash Michael Scott. <laughs> I wish I had a good quote for you, but I'm hopeful this was helpful. You guys asked me to do this one. And so I, you know, I just do, I do what you say. I'm, I'm your puppet, but um, DM me if you have any questions. I'm here for you. I'm, I love you. I am you. Um, and I will see you on the next one. Again, <laughs> disclaimer. <laughs> Hopefully you guys know I'm just sharing my story and you know, do your research and let me know if you have any questions about quitting, leaving your job, all of those things. I'm here to help. Instagram, it's Krista. And then Almost 30 Podcast on Instagram has all of the updates about what's going on here at Almost 30, which are the new paradigm workshop, digital series. So we have workshops on anxiety, sex, intuition, your Saturn return, all of the things. We're so excited about the new paradigm digital series. And then we also have courses and workbooks available at shopalmost30.com. Yeah. I wanted to read review of the week. This is from Keely. And she says, life-changing five stars. This podcast has completely changed the way I approach my life, my health, spirituality, and has opened my mind up to so much. I am eternally grateful to have stumbled upon them about two years ago and have never missed an episode and several I think I've listened to twice. Thank you. Thank you to Krista and Lindsay for being brave in the world and sharing your gifts. Your impact is wide and runs very deep. Mm. Thank you, Kaylee. That is so sweet. We really appreciate your reviews. It means a lot to us. It really helps us to get on amazing guests and just grow in in a really organic way. So thank you for your words. They actually describe our show much better than we could. Honestly, (laughs) literally. (laughs) You guys are fucking amazing (laughs) ass writers. Yeah. So thanks for writing reviews. It just means a lot to us. And we will see you at the workshop series. We'll see you on Instagram and check out the shop for all of the things to help you in your evolution. Yeah, we love you. We'll see you next time. We love you.